Welcome to Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast. It's a podcast, it's a story that's about a town, except in town, school's out for summer. But the podcast is not, because we're in summer school. Uh, I'm Chris Hayner. I'm Craig Byrne. And I'm Russ Burlingame. Guys, there's no new Riverdale anymore, and I don't know what to do with my life. I know. This is what Netflix is for. I've seriously considered binging it all over again. Yeah, I, I think that I'm probably going to end up doing that once I'm done with my wife. My wife still is – we've been so busy the last couple of weeks with our kids' birthdays that my wife is still stalled out at the Lost Weekend. Oh. Once we, uh, once we finish the season, I'm probably going to end up binging it over again myself. It's not a bad decision. No, not at all. And it is on, on Netflix. I mean, as Craig alluded to, uh, and as we talked about, I guess our last episode, we, we said that it would be here in about a week. The show started streaming eight days after the season ended, which is last Friday when we're recording this, and it will be like, you know, 10, 12 days by the time the episode is actually up for all of you fine people to enjoy. I have a friend who binged the entire first season of Riverdale in a day and a half just last week. I've had a couple of people already reach out to me because, of course, anybody who's in my Facebook feed knows that I love Riverdale, and so I've had at least one person reached out to me already to say that they've completed their binge and wanted to find episodes of our podcast so that they could go back and listen now that they have context. I think we should do an episode this summer that's kind of like a primer for the people who might just now be discovering it, even if it's only like 15 minutes. Might be a good idea. Probably a good idea. Probably something we could do uh, late June, early July, so that that way we have something banked for the week of Comic-Con, and while Chris and I are like working 40-hour days, uh, we don't have to try and record a new episode. Bro, Chris is unemployed. Well, but I figured you were going to be at San Diego. (laughs) I may or may not be at San Diego. I haven't decided yet. I may be at San Diego. That's right. That's right, because you're going to be freelancing there. Yeah, but not uh, probably not TV stuff. So Yeah. Uh, This episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about kind of a a variety pack of small news that's been coming up in the time since the show ended and then because there's uh, been like a surprising amount of it yeah yeah one thing that's worth mentioning is that in addition to the aforementioned uh, netflix release that's already out there the cw and warner brothers home entertainment have released the dvd and blu-ray details for riverdale for those of us who actually still buy physical media i know chris chris does not but uh Uh, The Blu-ray and DVD are both going to be available on August 15th. However, if you want Blu-ray, don't expect to just walk into Target or Walmart and pick up a copy. Uh, The the Blu-ray is going to be exclusive through the Warner Archive. This is something that Warner Brothers Home Entertainment has been doing with a number of the kind of middling rated shows that they've got for for DC Entertainment because they know that DC has a fan base that will support Blu-ray even if the network doesn't want to take the plunge. Yeah, I don't think the DC thing because they did it with the hundred also. Oh shoot, that's right, that's right. That's yeah. I, so I was thinking zombie, the hundred. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. say CW because I didn't want to be inaccurate because I, I was thinking Lucifer, but I totally forgot about yeah. the hundred, and so my DC was inaccurate instead. And also, Riverdale is not DC either. That's true too. I'm I'm just all I, over. I the think place it, it also just seems like it's not like this, the WBTV like not co- like comic booky slash 
superhero-y slash dystopian dramas that are not necessarily the name brands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arrow, Flash, Legend, Supergirl, Gotham, they'll all be Blu-rays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The downside... You should pick up, you should, all I'm saying is you should pick up the Gotham Blu-ray and watch your boy uh, moderate his ass off at Comic-Con. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. The, the thing that I will say is... Uh, just a, a fair warning for people because I know for me when I buy Blu-rays, I tend to specifically seek out the ones that have a free digital code, and almost all of Warner Brothers uh, TV seasons do. In the case of Warner Archive releases, that is not the case. Ooh. In in the DVD and the Blu-ray both, you will not get a free digital copy when you buy Riverdale on home video. If you want to own it digitally instead of just watching it on uh, on Netflix, you're going to have to buy it on like iTunes or Vudu or one of those services that sell Amazon. Yeah. The uh But don't again, do that. They're never gonna, they're never leaving Netflix, you're gonna be fine. And also while we're on the subject of warning people against things, uh <laughs> the CW around the time of Upfront did like a Riverdale sizzle reel from season one that gives away almost everything. Like who killed Jason Blossom how the season ended. So either way, if you don't want to know everything that happened in season one, do not watch that video. Yeah, if you're or joining you us for the first time money. here because yeah. you're like binging on Netflix or something, first of all, don't don't do that because we are a very spoilery podcast. But secondly, yeah, don't don't watch the the sizzle reel because and that's the same thing. Weirdly, that's the same thing Showtime did with Twin Peaks right before they started the new season. They released like a sizzle reel of the first two seasons that was literally every important plot point. Oh my god, guys, can we just talk about Twin Peaks instead? I just know that Alice Cooper lied to me on Twin Peaks when she said her daughter might be dating the wrong guy. That's true. Jughead is the right guy for Alice Cooper's daughter. Just putting that out there. I want to know who is the mother of Shelley's daughter. Well, I think the the mother of Shelley's daughter is Shelley. You know what I mean, god damn it. I'm so confused, you guys. I don't know uh, what we're talking about. In episode either three or four of Twin Peaks, when we see... Two. Oh, was it, was it two? When we see Shelly Johnson at the, bang bang diner, or at the Bang Bang Bar, um, she's talking to her friends about how her daughter is dating. Oh, yeah, okay. And, by the way, for those who don't know, Shelly Johnson is played by Machen Amick, who plays Alice Cooper on Riverdale. It's That's true. why... Yeah. That's true. Also, yeah. if you watched episode three of Twin Peaks, which aired the night that we're recording this, there is a prostitute who appears in that episode with... Jade. Yeah, and she is played by Nefessa Williams, who is one of the two daughters of Black Lightning coming soon to the CW. So, and here, I thought you were going to say the prostitute was Jason Blossom. No, no. Um, we actually hear Trevor's voice on the show. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, no, no, mate, no, mate in episodes three or four. No, there's Lately. very little. So far, there's very little Twin Peaks in Twin Peaks. It's, it's very, it's very strange. I actually made. I was, I was writing something uh, about it, <laughs> and I was like, one of, one of my lines was like. Well, geographically, Twin Peaks hasn't visited Twin Peaks that much. This is what it's probably leading to. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's all very it's so weird that like Twin Peaks is back, but it's in like New York, South Dakota, and Vegas. Yeah. 
See, I got a big, like, Manos the Hens of Fate type reaction to it. I'm like, okay, why is this scene here? You know, it's like, why are these people making out in this car, you know? Yeah. Twin Peaks is great. You need to stop. I, I'll know, just watch my, I'll watch my Smallville and I'll be done. I'll just be happy with that. I, I can enjoy a variety of things. So I, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed the first four episodes of Twin Peaks. It, the people who are complaining that it's too David Lynch, yeah, it's super David Lynch, but... I, it's supposed at, to be. That's kind of the point. Yeah, I, It looks no, good. At no point was I under the impression that it was going to be anything else, considering that the whole fight where the show almost didn't happen was because he wanted more creative control from Showtime. Mm-hmm. And money. And it went from being an eight-episode season to an 18-episode season. Yeah. That was, how, that was how much they were willing to buy in. Yeah, God, we could go down the, the crazy-ass rabbit hole of talking about that show. Craig has not seen all four episodes yet, though, so let's not spoil him on stuff. And, and uh, nor have our listeners. They're, they're probably tuning out now, like, when are you guys going to talk about Kevin Keller being a series regular in Season 2? We'll That's... get there, we'll get there. First, okay. let's talk about Dougie. Oh, Mr. Jackpots. Well, like I said, let's 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 table that till next episode so Craig can get caught up because Craig hasn't seen three and four yet. Um, Is he played by the new hot Reggie? No. Well, stop spoiling our own podcast, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Riverdale. But yeah, as as Craig noted, Casey Cod, who plays Kevin Keller, is now a series regular on Riverdale. But Josie well deserved. Wait. Is Josie considered a series regular? She's a series regular, but she appeared less than Casey Cott did in season one. That's the weird thing that I don't understand. I think that was what? Deidre and Laney related. You think that was what? I think that was Deidre and Laney Rob a Train related. I think that she was shooting a feature and they had to work with her schedule. Mm. Well, now she's shooting Valley Girl, but that'll be wrapped up by the time they start production. I didn't know that at all, but that's awesome. I didn't either. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. But uh, and also, uh, they did find somebody to replace um, Ross Butler as Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. Reggie. <laughs> um, some uh, actor by the name of Charles Melton, who was in um, an episode or two of American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, he was also he was like an extra on Glee, which uh, that probably where he came to Roberto's attention. Unless I'm overthinking things. And I want to say. While Charles Melton may be the whitest name in the history of television, I'm very happy that they did not switch the race up. Yeah. And, and they, kept Reggie, see... they, they kept Reggie as, a, as an Asian guy. And you saw uh, Russ, but- Russ, Russ Butler mm-hmm. did a video praising that as well. And wishing... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really the, cool the day that the casting was announced, Ross released a short. He was actually doing like a video Q&A for one of his other projects and after it wrapped he came back like 10 minutes later and was like uh hey guys i just want to say one more thing real quick uh about riverdale i'm so happy that um you know the cw and greg and roberto and david and sarah they they gave me an asian american a chance to play a traditionally caucasian character reggie um and in light of recent casting news i am even more excited and more proud that they decided to keep reggie asian american Uh, it means a lot to me it means a lot to to the Asian American community, um, and so I just want to say thank you guys again one more time. And uh, you know, I, I, I support Charles Melton all the way, passing the baton off. Um, so yeah, I'm very thankful, and thanks again, guys. Yeah, I, I also wanted to point out uh, the latest Archie Comics solicitations are out. 
And there's a big uh, Reggie issue coming up in the Riverdale tie-in comic. Yeah, they actually, probably, two, yeah, I they think. Probably did, yeah, but they I, probably didn't have time to do it on the show because Ross wasn't available. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool. I think, is it like uh, Reggie and Cheryl get together no. or something like that? Reggie or? is, and it's four. It's numbers four and five of the Riverdale comic, okay. I believe. I don't think it's just okay. one issue. Um, okay. Reggie is actively pursuing and apparently not having much success with Josie McCoy. Oh, okay. And so Josie actually appears too. There you go. Yeah, I mean yeah. Josie has been pretty much a constant presence in the uh, in the Riverdale comic. Almost every issue solicited has had a Josie story in it, and Josie was a big part of the Breakfast Club issue that just came out. I was excited to see they made an Archie Digest of Riverdale. Yeah, it's uh, it's just reprints of you know the new look Mark Wade comics, the new Riverdale, and the reproduction quality is terrible. Like on the digest paper, you can barely even see it. Ah, uh, that's a shame. So, although the cover is amazing and it's nice to have a, like a Riverdale digest, I was really disappointed. If I uh, if I see it, I'll have to pick it up just on the prim- uh, just on the principle that there you know it's an Archie Digest Riverdale thing. Um, yeah, uh, I, I want to like I want to like make us T-shirts. I actually I, I was seriously considering making one before I went to Upfronts, and I just didn't have time. It says what? I don't know something something RT Digest, like Sheriff Kill, a podcast about a story about a town. Stop it, Craig. <laughs> See, where's Michelle to defend me right now? I'm I'm feeling you're such an internet. You're such an internet bully. Have, we talked about the title of the episode, right? Uh, not yet. Yeah, no, that was that no. was when we weren't recording. Uh, yeah, the uh, the second season's first episode script has been released, and it's officially titled uh, "A Kiss Before Dying," which means that Mommy Ringwald is going to come back and give Luke Perry a kiss before he's dying. Maybe uh, I don't know. Um, it's <laughs> it's an interesting title because it certainly def it certainly does imply that Fred dies. I'm I'm still sticking with my theory that there's no way he's dying in the premiere at least. Um, no, I, I I think that uh, probably what will happen is that somebody else will die in this episode so that they can have the kind of like ironic twisty title that. Uh, um, some of the other Berlanti shows like to have. I feel like Arrow has stuff like that a lot, where uh, like Legacy, for example. Yeah, exactly. But then who's Polly going to kiss? Pardon? Who's Polly going to kiss then? Uh, well, I you don't know? think it's Polly. I just, I still don't see somebody with twin babies as a regular character on the show. I mean, she doesn't have to be a regular character on the show. Have you met Josie? <laughs> this is true. Will, how long will we have to wait to meet Chick? I think that'll be a while. I think, you know, my guess is we will see and get to know a character before we find out that he is the lost Cooper sibling. Like, if I had to guess, I would say that, you know, we'll, we'll meet somebody at some point, and probably not even right away in the season. And, uh, they'll slowly build to the reveal that this character is Betty's brother. Let's just hope it's not like a Betty love interest. They don't get incesty about uh, that. Yeah, I don't think that they will. 
<laughs> First off, I think that Betty has enough like stuff going on in her life. I think that the odds of her being with anybody except for Jughead and Archie anytime soon are pretty slim. Veronica? But realistically, I don't think that they will explore that story. And so to me, I, I, I don't like to spend a lot of bandwidth on things that I'm just like, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to change that subject to something a little less controversial. Uh, did you hear about uh, Riverdale writer Britta London's uh, book that she's written? I hadn't. Called I Ship It? I think it comes out next year. It's about, I could, I, mean, I could have the story wrong, but it's about a girl who ships the two male main characters of a TV show together and then somehow ends up working on the show and putting them together. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And it sounds kind of interesting and meta considering, you know, the things that fans want. Yeah. So I'll be very curious to read that. I think it should be really good. So. And I, I really like Britta. The, like the episodes that she wrote this season were, were super strong episodes. And yeah. she's a person who like, I've never engaged with her directly on Twitter other than her like favoriting a couple of things that I said. But uh, like her tweets are interesting and funny. Uh, she seems like a person who would be a, a solid, according to this, is a YA novel. And I feel like uh, her personality and language and in, in what little I've seen between the show and Twitter seems really well suited to that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to try yeah, to keep that on our radar. Yeah, and, you know, when it comes closer, we should really, like, promote it for her. Cause yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, it's great to see the Riverdale people being successful. Yeah, and I, I totally want to, like, in general, I want to do that. You know, when, when we were off, Zach and I did our Emerald City video crossover where we did the episode about Deidre and Lady Rob a Train so that that way, like, we could cover, you know, hey, look, Ashley Murray's in a movie. I did buy KJ's dog movie, and I, I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. The um, Dog's Purpose? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I I haven't seen it, that, so I can't. It was to mean it. to dogs. Terrible movie. Yeah, yeah I I don't want to see a movie that was mean to dogs. Did you miss that whole thing? I I totally missed it. Oh, sorry, Kennedy. Someone leaked so like uh, the week before it opened. Like Peter got a hold of video from set, and it looked not, very not nice to dogs. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, and then the, and then like the movie tanked bad. Yeah. So, Russ, next time you want to support somebody from Riverdale's other work, you know, you can always buy The Sweet Life on DVD. There you go. Oh, my God, is The Sweet Life on DVD? I'm sure it is. I didn't realize. Sweet Life on Deck. Well, I know that the, the, like, the movie versions, like, the, the, like, whenever they had a TV movie or whatever. There's movies? Apparently there was, or or maybe it's just, like, multiple episodes. Yes, there you know what? There was a Sweet Life on Deck movie because it was filming the first time I ever went to Vancouver. Somebody said they saw Zach and Cody in the hotel lobby. Oh, I go. just clicked it on Amazon and you could rent it. It's the it's called the Sweet Life movie, a Disney Channel original, and you could rent it for three ninety nine. Nice. A piece of trivia I didn't realize until this past week: there was a sitcom that was fairly popular in the nineties called Grace Under Fire. Uh, and then, like, the lead actress went kind of crazy, and it was canceled. But uh, it was pretty popular in the mid-'90s. 
Anyway, the baby on that show was played by Dylan and Cole Sprouse even before they were Ross's baby on Friends. Nice. I like that show. Yeah. Poor Rep Butler. Poor yeah, Brett Butler, not Rhett Butler. That was... Yeah, I, I realized that after I said it out loud. Frankly, Craig, he doesn't that... give a damn. <laughs> I think there's actually a baseball player named Brett Butler, too, which made it confusing. I believe so. Yeah, actually, yes, there definitely was, because I remember that. I want to say it was are, the Royals. There are so many episodes of The Sweet Life available on Amazon Video. I have never seen any Sweet Life anything. Uh, I have I have a little brother who is in this sweet spot. Yeah, the sweet spot. No, no pun intended. I think, and, uh, I think we need to start a podcast and call it the sweet spot. Oh, S U I T E. Yes, I'm into it. <laughs> I think I've only seen like two episodes ever. I but... my awareness of it literally just comes from working at a video store because when the show, like, whenever new DVDs would come out. I, I remember working at a video store and seeing one of the DVDs, and for some reason, I don't know why, I became convinced that this was, like, the children of, I want to say, Kathy Lee Gifford or something. I thought that it was, like, Cody one of those, Cody? Like, yeah, yeah, Zach and Cody. Because or... I think one of her kids' names was Cody. Yeah, I think that's why. I think that's Cody and Cassidy. Those are kids. But uh, Why do I... I, I became convinced in my brain that this was like her whoring out her kids for yet more attention. And so I just <laughs> literally never paid any attention to it at all. And then oh. way, way later, somebody pointed out to me that it was Cole Sprouse. And I was just like, wait, so that's totally not at all what I thought the show was. Huh. Interesting. I just want to point out, you guys, that the Sweet Life movie has a running time of 79 minutes. That's how you know it's good. It's basically just like one of those uh, direct-to-DVD DC Comics animated movies. You know, except not nearly as good. Well, yeah. Because those are great. Uh, some of them. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Red Hood, the Red Hood one. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. There's some very, very good ones. I just, uh, there's, there's like 30 of them now, and there's like 10 of them that I would want to watch again. So yeah, I don't. I don't need to see the Killing Joke ever again. No, I never saw it, so I skipped that one. You're fine. And I still need to watch Justice League Dark, which brought back Matt Ryan as John Constantine, which is a good thing. But do we have any more Riverdale news to discuss? Uh, or uh, no, one thing I was returning in the fall. It is yes, returning in the fall, and it's, it's it, not a spring mid. It's not a no, mid-season show. It's a exactly, show. And, and it is in the the time slot. Which for the last several years has been has been occupied by Arrow. It's going to air now Wednesdays at eight p.m. The same time as Empire. Yeah, I want to believe that Riverdale is the new Supernatural in that it's going to last forever and it's going to occupy every time slot. There you go. That works for me. Um, one thing that's worth mentioning: when I spoke with Marisol, she said something about how she was excited about the prospect of getting a longer season in season two so they could do more stuff. I think we talked about that in passing in our previous episode. Shortly after that, though, somebody on Twitter pointed out to me that Cole had said something very similar in an interview at TCA or at uh, uh, something in the last few weeks. I've heard some similar stuff, too, so... 
Certainly it is not confirmed. Uh, when I reached out to the CW for confirmation, they said that it's still undecided and that everybody obviously would like to have more episodes, but that nobody has made any kind of official call yet. But certainly it felt like it was worth mentioning because there's a lot of people kind of with a low rumble talking about the possibility. Yeah. Um, that I believe well, is all I'm, of the. They're going to need programming because Valor is going to be canceled after like two or three weeks. So I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I think that I think that it will get at least a full season to play itself out, a la Frequency. Um, I think it was that, thirteen episodes. Yeah, but it was. I mean, that was still the season that was ordered. Um, yeah. I was legitimately. I was legitimately surprised by uh, how not bad the Valor trailer looked. Um, and also, I mean, just to, for, on a very basic level, Mark Pedowitz really wants that show to succeed. And at this point, you know, Pedowitz has a pretty good track record at the network. I think he can convince them to get behind it for an extra few weeks if it's maybe not performing. So I, I should also point out that I think Riverdale and Dynasty will actually do well together. Yeah, I, I can. I can. That's see one that of the only. Prepared. That's the only pilot I've watched so far, mm-hmm. and I actually kind of enjoyed it. And um, I mean, I knew the original series, so you know, I had a little bit more background. But I thought they did it really well. It's a very different show from Riverdale, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be a show that uh, might be kind of addictive, especially for you know, like the younger viewers, the people who like the soapy stuff. So maybe Riverdale and Dynasty will be a better match than. Riverdale coming after Supernatural, which was a little odd. I don't know how to properly explain how uninterested I am in Dynasty. Everything about the... it looks it looks terrible. You should watch the pilot. Well, I mean, some things are supposed I to don't be have, terrible. I can't watch the pilot. I don't have the pilot. It look, but the trailer looks like garbage. I haven't and watched it yet. It looks can't especially to it. bad. What mess? Grant show. Oh, sorry. You know, I I only heard show, and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, I don't know. I we'll have to see how Wednesday plays out. I want it to do well because it will help Riverdale. Yeah. So uh, there we go. It's interesting. Uh, my favorite thing that that I got I gleaned on the carpet from the upfronts uh, about Dynasty was that when I spoke with Alan Dale, who plays the butler on the show. Um, He's, he gets killed off in every show he ever appears in. Yeah, well, but here's here's the thing. I I asked him, uh, you know, it, it's the upfronts here. I haven't seen even the trailer at that point. I literally, all I knew was that the show existed. So I was asking him, like, the super simple softball questions. And I was like, you are one of the few people who was actually old enough to have seen Dynasty in this cast. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I was like, did you, you know, what what would you have said if they told you that you were going to be in the reboot in 25 years? And he's like, I would have told him to fuck off because I was on Neighbors at that point and everybody on Neighbors hated Dynasty. And I was like, that's <laughs> kind of a great quote. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like it. I like that. That's pretty awesome. But um, one thing I also find interesting about the pairing of Riverdale and Dynasty is that Riverdale seems very much not to be the show about, like, female rivalries. I mean, you'd mm-hmm. think with Betty and Veronica, you'd have that catfight aspect. They really work together, whereas Dynasty is very much, you know, women slapping each other and fighting for attention and that sort of thing. 
So I think that's kind of interesting, just because they're both so different. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like Dynasty is like if if they the were ever gonna well. well, if they were ever gonna do like a crossover night just for funsies, um, like the the Stop relationship it. that the Stop Dynasty be, let, let, hear me out, hear me out. I'm not I'm not actually proposing that this is a thing that should happen at all. Um, but uh, if if they were gonna do that, then like the the only way it would work is that the Dynasty people are like the shitty people who Veronica used to know in New York. Like, I think we would sooner get, like, a Black Hood Arrow crossover before we would get a Riverdale Dynasty crossover. Well, yes, and again, like, in no way do I think or expect or want that to happen. I'm just saying that, like, in terms of pairing it with Riverdale, uh, that's the general dynamic that I feel, is that, like, if there's any similarity there, it's that this is, like, what what the the lodges left behind when they left the city. I think we'll also we'll get Cosmo the Mary Martian on Riverdale before we get... No, I'm just exaggerating. But, uh, yeah, so... Those I'm also are... curious... Say again? I'm oh, sorry. I'm curious with the CW schedule this year. They don't have a superhero show every night now. And so when they do the crossover, I wonder if they're going to, like, preempt Riverdale that week and show something on Wednesday night or, you know, something like that. That's a good question, but I kind of doubt it because I feel like shifting time slots inherently is ris- is a risky move in terms of trying to, like, yeah. you know, last year part of what they did was they, they built up this four-part story and it was like they had a massive ratings week, but I, I feel like part of that was because Nobody had to adjust for anything. They all knew when the shows were on. They just watched their shows. And it was but just... People that, felt a little cheated by Supergirl barely being part of it. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that was a thing that was kind of discussed at the time. But I, I think that... I, I think that... I mean, it's definitely possible, but I think it's unlikely. I think that more likely than not, uh, they'll just try to sell Tuesday as a big event... <laughs> Okay. Where, you know, like, P.S. nine. Yeah, you're gonna see Green Arrow and his son William, and everybody else is dead. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they, they should just call the show Green Arrow and his son William in season four. <laughs> and, and everyone else is dead. Just yeah. the whole title. It's like that's two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. There you go. You know, that's my pitch for Arrow season six. That's going to be my next Collider article. Just make it a sitcom. Yes. Well, I know you like Felicity. I mean, I don't want everyone to be dead. The show finally got good, and now you want it to be over. (laughs) I think obviously there's my favorite American Ninja Warrior would still be on the show, so I'm cool. You need to watch more American Ninja Warrior. Probably. But, uh, yeah, so back to Riverdale, what were you saying, Russ? I, I was actually just going to – that is pretty much the end of our, our headline news, so to speak. I just These are the things that we wanted to make sure to kind of touch yeah. on briefly. Uh, one thing I will point out, just because I, I wrote an article about it, so why not? Um, the, uh, the title of 201, which we mentioned is A Kiss Before Dying um, – it's written by Roberto. The title is a reference to another noir film, but also to a novel, very much like The Outsiders was. Um, 
This is a 1953 novel. It's been made into a movie twice, once in 1956 and once in 1991. Um, the 56 movie was Robert Wagner, Joanne Woodward, uh, a whole bunch of people who you would recognize from like classic Hollywood. The 1991 movie was the most 1991 movie ever made because it starred Matt Dillon and Sean Young. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, It sounds great. I'll have to try to dump, I'll have to try to dump it on um, onto our summer of Riverdale thing at, at the Emerald City Video Podcast. Uh, we still haven't started that yet because I've been sick up until like two days ago. But uh, I'm just excited to see hear you guys do to Riverdale and back again, again. Yeah, I, I that one at That's a bare minimum. Uh, you know, for the most part, um, the the Riverdale the summer of Riverdale thing is going to be whichever of my co-hosts can happen to make, you know, the time when we're recording and it'll be anywhere from like two to four people or two to five people. But, uh, for four to Riverdale and back again, I'm going to bring them out here and provide alcohol. And I'm just going to make sure that it's like five people all just like, cause they're, they're all, none of them have seen it. They're all going to watch it for the first time. And so I just feel like I need as many people as possible because I, I just want this to be a cacophony of, like, jeering. All right, then. I like it. So we're going to be having summer school yeah, as often as we can this summer. Yeah, again, the plan, so, the plan probably yeah. is to do it every two, two to four weeks. Uh, we're, we're not going to be able to do weekly because there's no, there's no new Riverdale – the comics are monthly. Uh, you know, the comics will provide us with some stuff to talk about. Whatever news comes up will provide us with some stuff to talk about. Um, but I don't want to just do a show to say we did a show and then have us talking about nonsense for an hour. So, or you know, talking about like Arrow and Dynasty, like we were tonight. Eh, that wasn't too bad. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we yeah, we we got off on a lot of tangents. But a, we do that anyway, and b, we did cover a number of. Riverdale specific news events and like I said uh, the next few weeks uh, while we're while we're doing the first few summer school episodes we'll be able to share some clips from interviews with our with our listeners so that that way people who maybe missed our articles either on uh, K-Site or on comic book uh, you'll have audio that you can kind of play through and not have to Google um, so and also, I have articles too you guys that's true. I just uh, Craig and I have audio that that is like easily available to me to manipulate for the show. <laughs> oh, mine is my, yeah, mine is all property of Tribune Media or the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's uh, <laughs> so, literally um, not not trying to make Chris feel bad. This is just a matter of like we own our own stuff. <laughs> it's too late. I already feel bad. Wow. Well, also, if we happen to get anybody from Riverdale, if you're listening now even, who would like to join us on the show, we had a great show with Rob Rocco a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. That is our highest downloaded episode so far. Mm-hmm. Really? How yeah. yeah. Downloaded it? It's like 600 now, isn't it? Uh, direct downloads are up, are, I think, north of 700 now. It was like 670 last time wow. I looked. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's, that's weird. I wasn't on that at all. Well, Rob did a really good job of rallying his like his fans to uh, to download it. Yeah, right now, right now it is 710 direct downloads. Uh, I think we've said this before, but a peek behind the curtain is that typically when I go dig deeper and I look in the the guts of Podbean, um, 
our total impressions, like the total people who actually listen to it through like iTunes and other things is about, uh, usually the direct downloads are about 25% of that. So in all likelihood, uh, right around 3000 people or 2,500 people listen to the, uh, to the Rob Rocco interview. And as hopefully everybody knows, you can find the Archie Digest podcast at archiedigestpodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. Please download us there. Rate Great us review. there. Yeah. Because, you know, um, we should be ranking higher on that, you know, when you search Riverdale on iTunes. It would be nice. So Listen, be- I don't want to brag, but I'm going to go ahead and say we're the sexiest Riverdale podcast. There you go. So, well, at least when uh, Michelle and Haley were on. What, That's, what, yeah. what about me? At least when Michelle and Haley were on. Also, my I have listen, guy. I have really good hair. One thing I did want to insert here because we 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 neglected to mention this, and uh, when you mentioned iTunes, it reminded me. Um, the official soundtrack for all of season one is now out. You can buy it on iTunes or Amazon, or you can stream it on Spotify, and nice. that includes Astronaut which is a song that, is, that did not appear in the series. Uh, it was originally intended to show up in episode 13. Uh, they actually filmed it. The scene got cut, so it might be on the DVD. Um, but uh, when I spoke with Ashley at Upfronts, she said... You know what? It actually was in a scene that was um, ultimately deleted. So it was supposed to be in the, in the finale, but it ended up being taken out, I imagine, for time constraints. But it's perfect because now Roberto wants to do more with it in season two, which makes me very happy because it was my favorite song the entire season. That's the kind of music that I want to make for the Pussycat. So it was a good thing. It was sad, but it's good. Are they going to play in the Chosen the Pussycat's in Outer Space episode? Maybe. That's actually, I didn't even make that connection with Astronaut, but yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the song, it's actually my favorite of the Josie and the Pussycat songs, except for Sugar Sugar, and Sugar Sugar is primarily a, a sentimental favorite. Um, I think uh, Astronaut really plays to the strengths of the musicians that they've assembled for the band. It's, uh, it's actually, it's, it's a weird song because it is not composed by the Riverdale staff. It is a cover of somebody else's music. But the band, Transviolet, um, which you can follow them on Twitter at Transviolet Band, um, have not commercially released the song yet. They've been playing it at clubs, and from what I can understand, apparently somebody working on Riverdale must have seen the song and just said, man, we could do something with this, and bought the rights. And so it's, it's a weird situation where it is, but it is not a cover, because like the Riverdale version has been commercially released before the band that actually wrote the song ever got a chance to. But yeah, so anyway, uh, soundtrack is available, including a new song. That seemed like it was worth mentioning as long as we were talking about iTunes because, uh, again, uh, I've really enjoyed the ability to download and stream and all that kind of stuff, the music for this season. And now that it's all kind of in one place, uh, certainly like because I actually buy music instead of streaming, um, I, it was bugging me all season long that instead of like having a soundtrack album, you had a bunch of essentially digital singles for each episode. So if you wanted to listen to the song, you had to build a playlist of your own and then just add to it periodically because if you tried to listen to the albums, they would stop after two tracks. Um, yeah. So 
Anyway, uh, yeah. when you are on iTunes to purchase your Riverdale soundtrack, you should download, subscribe, rate, and review Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast, because we are worth it. Um, and we are special, as Mr. Rogers used to tell Craig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's special in their own way. You know, you should like yourself because you're you. I don't particularly like myself, but I, I, I'm working on that. Clearly you didn't watch up Mr. Rogers or you didn't catch the marathon on Twitch that is still going on and still will be going on when people... Yes. Yeah. I think I'm fantastic. Mr. Rogers is right. Uh, we'll yeah. just call you Mr. Fantastic from now on. No. <laughs> no, I'm not, not into that. See, and, and I'm glad we're not talking about Mr. Rogers in front of the Riverdale cast because they're so young. They'd be like, who's Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers, it was on until like 2001. Yeah, but some people, like KJ wasn't even born until like 1998 or 99. Yeah, but KJ's also from another country that probably didn't That's have Mr. True. Rogers. That's true. Uh, but they did anyway. have Rose McIver, who is hotter than Mr. Rogers. This is true. Know, he, nobody wears a cardigan like Fred Rogers. Liv Moore needs to eat Mr. Rogers' brain. <laughs> I knew that was what was going to happen next. Oh, he's actually dead, Craig. <laughs> That's why she can eat his brain. Oh, All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast. We are a podcast about a story we... about what? I was going to say, should we do plugs? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, I, I was gonna. I was just pulling the ripcord on the the Mr. Rogers brain conversation. So, uh, I'm all for you pulling that ripcord. <laughs> believe me. All right, Marlon Wayans. What? All right, everybody. Oh. So, where can you be found? Let's start with Craig. Ksitetv.com uh, is the main place you can find me. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. My Riverdale posts are at Riverdale TV. There you go. Good for you. All right, I'll go next so that Chris can give us an outro since I already did the outro once. Um, oh, you can do the outro again all you want. I don't mind. Well, I, I, I just feel like it'll be boring for the, the listeners if I do it twice in a row. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Russ Burlingame, R-U-S-S-B-U-R-L-I-N-G-A-M-E. You can find my writing at comicbook.com. And if you want to listen to me uh, yammer on about movies with a bunch of people who used to work at a video store with me, uh, it's Emerald City Video Podcast. It's ECV underscore podcast on Twitter. And uh, you can find both that and the Riverdale and Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast on Podbean, on iTunes, on Facebook. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, this is where things get really confusing because I'm writing for like 95 different places. Uh, but if you want to make it super easy, just go to facebook.com slash it's. Chris Hainer, I-T-S-C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-N-E-R. Everything I'm writing ends up there somehow, some way. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Hainer, or you can be one of the cool kids and follow at Waterworld Photos on Instagram. Do it for Jesus. That sounds like a plan. And that's it. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, this is Archie Digest. It's a Riverdale podcast. It's a podcast. It's about a story. It's about a town. I don't even have a clever thing to say after that, because it's a long-ass title. 
Uh, we'll see you when we yeah, see you. I, I don't know Summer's if we're doing this cool. again, but sometimes. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Uh, usually and, I say we'll be back next week, realistically, two to four weeks. But uh, if you check out archidigestpodcast.com or archidigest.podbean.com, I will do my best to keep it. Or just you all. subscribe on yeah, iTunes. Well, you can exactly. subscribe, but if you, if you can't keep it in your pants, then you can follow us all on Twitter. You can watch the, the, the show, and I'll try to put up some show notes to let you know when stuff is coming. Oh,